Is this thing on? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. All right. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to your source for solace. I am Sawyer Talegdi. And I'm Amanda Shimoon. I am the owner of the Shred Shop Wellness Complex here in Windsor. And Amanda is my trusty sidekick. <laughs> Together, we are going to help ladies everywhere find their confidence, courage, understand all the different types of attractiveness and how to harness your own. Uh, we will teach you and help bring out your most assertive self. We'll help you understand your own value uh, and truly, truly start to feel some serious self-worth and absolutely help you find solace, which is just a fancy word for inner peace. So if you're down to ride that train, buckle up and let's go. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Happy 8th podcast to anyone that's listened to them all. We are still here, going strong. Going strong. And we are going to flip the script. We're going to turn this puppy on its head. Our piece of confidence is done and over with. Going forward, we have identified what Amanda and I believe to be some of the most powerful personality traits that some of the strongest women, and I mean strong mentally, physically, emotionally, women that we look up to in the world possess. Mm -hmm. Inside and out. Exactly. What makes these empowered women so incredible? And we made a list. And for the next few episodes, we're going to break those down and explain kind of what they mean to us and how we've developed them or how we are learning to develop them ourselves. Because, I mean, neither one of us are perfect. Neither one of us have mastered every amazing personality trait there is out there. We're definitely still flawed. And uh, we just want to open up your guys' brains to uh, the possibility that maybe we could all learn something and better ourselves and start to embody some of those personality traits that make powerful women so incredible Mm -hmm. and make them able to conquer everything. Yeah. Hopefully uh, you guys have gained some confidence with the episodes that you've listened to so far and carry yourselves differently and are able to apply what we have to tell you even more to your day-to-day life. Yeah. You know? That's the goal. That's the dream right there. Dream team. Leaving the dream. So today's word is integrity. Okay. So I'm going to give you a moment just to kind of think about that. What does that mean to you? Because when we were trying to put this together, I'm thinking like, what does integrity actually mean to me? It took me a minute, you know, like you hear the word and then you're like, am I, do I have integrity? What does that mean? What does that mean to me specifically? Exactly. How do I show it? How do I embody it? Or how do I think that I have it? So the actual definition of the word integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles and moral uprightness. Okay. Right? Silent pause. Long, (laughs) ominous pause. Okay. So the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, a moral uprightness. So that's the topic today. So based off of what you thought it was and how you carried yourself in terms of having integrity and now knowing the word-for-word definition, what does it mean for you? And 
how do you apply it in your day-to-day life? Or has there been a certain scenario where you were, you felt like, holy shit, all right. And you felt good about how you left the situation with dignity. Yeah. Let me answer the first part first, because I think I'm going to have to stew on the second part of your question. I got it. Okay. The first part is, to me, the word means like the value of your word. Can I say that? Does that make sense? That makes sense. Integrity means like how much power does your word hold? And my dad always taught me from a young age, honey, when everything is gone, when the money is gone, when the items are gone, when the cars are gone, when the value behind your life is no longer there, the only thing you have left is your word. And if you don't have that, you have nothing. Your dad and I was taught that, yeah, he's like, he's a shrink, right? So it's like, he knew what to say. And I stew on that all the time. And there's definitely been times in my life where I've lost that integrity and, and I'll get into that later. But I think that it just, it means the value of what power does your word hold? When you say you're going to do something, do you actually do it? That's integrity. When you say you're going to be somewhere, are you actually there? That's integrity. When you say that you have good intentions, do you genuinely have good intentions? That's integrity. Do you take pride in your work? Do you take pride in your life, in your body, in yourself? That is integrity to me. What is it? Like that's how I perceive it. I kind of perceive it the exact same way, more so in terms of like you were saying, your word. Mm -hmm. Integrity to me is going back to your moral compass. If you know something is wrong but you still choose to act upon whatever it is or keep whatever it is inside of you and not say anything or do anything about it, there's no integrity behind that. Yeah, I like that perspective. Exactly. Yeah, it's more about knowing right and wrong and being comfortable with knowing that you're wrong and fixing the mistakes that you have made. Yeah. There's integrity behind that. Yeah. You know, like you said, it's value. It's your word. It's what you believe in and what you do to back it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you the question first then. You obviously feel that way because you've experienced things in your life that have shaped and molded your opinion of that. So what would be a time in your life where, let's start with this. What would be a time in your life where you did not demonstrate integrity? When were you just a piece of shit and knew it? I, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's what everyone wants to know. No one wants to, no one, everyone knows you've got integrity now, Amanda, but let's rewind. Like, when did you, if, if integrity means to you that you knew right and wrong and you chose the latter, when was that? I need a minute to think about that, actually, because it's been so long. Do you have an instance? Um, I don't think I have, like, a personal, like, event. Like, I don't think I have a moment in time, like, an actual occurrence. But I, I do have a time frame. Um, in one of the first few episodes, I talked about, like, when I would make plans with people and I was so afraid of like letting them down. I was so afraid to say, no, I can't make it or cancel the plans that I would just like no show. I would just turn my phone off and just kind of vanish and just not be where I was supposed to be. Okay. Um, looking back on that, like that was a shitty thing to do, right? Like making promises and not keeping them showed no integrity. Like I'm sure that during that point in my life, my word meant not very much. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, Sawyer said what? Yeah, I bet she did. Like I'm, I guarantee you there were some people in my life that were like, uh, no, she's not coming. She's not doing that. And who knows how far that extended, right? Like being completely honest, reflecting on my life. If you're kind of flaky in one area, people kind of associate you being flaky in all areas, even if you're not so much, right? So who knows really how far that extended to people looking in. 
But for me now, like I've definitely made it my mission to right those wrongs and I've definitely learned so much as a human being as to listen to my dad's words and like when you say you're going to do something, do it. And if you genuinely forget, here's, here's something else. Not making an excuse when you genuinely forgot. That might be one of my biggest pet peeves now. Like I am so able to see through people's bullshit now. I had to learn that skill mm-hmm. through, through dealing with my own bullshit. Exactly. Right? Through through being through having to look at my own bullshit, I was a, I am now able to to wave through the thick of other people's. And if I tell someone I'm gonna do something and I genuinely forget, I think that there's such a humility in admitting, like, damn, I completely forgot. Yes. And we're always so afraid to just understand that, like, people will get that. Yes. And we feel like we need to fabricate these lies as to why I forgot or why it slipped my mind. Like, I know your life is busy. You know my life is busy. Like, of course shit slips our mind. And if people don't understand that it was a genuine accident, like you completely forgot, then... Maybe you need to reevaluate who you let in your inner circle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, That's integrity. Integrity to me is like trying your best not to mess up and be a dick to people close to you and anyone really, but also owning when you did, when you've, you know, accidentally or purposely, just honestly, I didn't feel like doing it. So I shut my phone off and I ignored you. Yeah. That would carry so much more weight with me if people would just say that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. cause I'd be like, yeah, man, I've been there. <laughs> yes. I get that. I, get I hope you, you had a shut down I hope and you had a good nap. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. Rather than like all the nonsense and the excuses and the, you know what I mean? Like, I think that I've definitely been there. I've definitely done that. I've definitely probably annoyed some people in my lifetime and I definitely try not to do that anymore. Yeah, I think for me, like looking back, I think it was closer towards my teens and my early 20s. I started developing this bad habit of lying to my parents. About what? About everything. Just who I was hanging out with, where I was going, who I was going with, um, where I would be when I would go out. Um, you know, in your teens, you kind of go through like an, a rebellion and, yeah. you know, your parents want to keep you close by and just want to protect you. The last episode of Confidence, we talked about being fearless and how Sawyer asked me, was there a time that I felt like I was going to shit my pants? And I'm mm-hmm. like, listen, I grew up based on fear and mm-hmm. my parents just always had this fear of wanting to protect their kids whenever their kids weren't in their sight. It was just human nature to them coming from the background where they come from, where they had to completely change their life based on fear of dying. And it got so annoying. Like every Friday night, I don't know who else is <laughs> who else is in their late 20s with me. Every Friday night, we would hit the Cineplex Odeon at the mall, hang out there, watch, Absolutely. watch people fist fight each other, Play call some it a day, games. do everything but watch a movie. Yes. And every single time I would go out, my mom would always ask me, where are you going? And then I'd get the same question from my dad. And mind you, my parents are married. My parents live in the same house. Ask each other. Yeah. Why you got to both ask me as if you guys don't already know the answer? So I just started lying to my parents over stupid things too. It wasn't even big things. But then I hit a point where people started lying to me. Oh, yeah. And when it happens to you, you're like, excuse me? You're insulted. Don't, you're so insulted. Like, don't insult my intelligence exactly, and think I don't see through your exactly. lie. Meanwhile, everyone has felt like that about you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Do I regret lying to my parents? Mm, a little bit. Not fully, but again, integrity in just being an honest person. And ever since then, not one lie has come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And it's 
funny because my parents still think I lie to them whenever I do say something to them. And I'm like, okay, listen, at the end of the day, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but it is the way it is. And it will show itself when, when you actually see the truth and proof, Yeah, you know? And so, uh, yeah, it wasn't a good feeling at all. And I was like, okay, if I don't respect my parents enough to not lie to them, then what do people see in me? Yeah. And how how are other people supposed to respect me if I don't even respect the people that raised me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what integrity means to me. And that's when I was like, okay, got to rein it in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good that you came to that conclusion though on your own. Right? Yeah. Like, I, you know what? Yeah. Lying. I don't know. It's so crazy. It's because like somehow, somehow, like we were always raised to be really good communicators, but my family also got along to get along. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you kind of felt we like we got along to go along. Yeah. Like we, there were a lot of unspoken things in my family where, like, we all just kind of swallowed what we were thinking to just appear as though everything was good. Yeah. And I kind of carried that into my adult life where I didn't ever really mean to lie to people. Right, like friends or people I was dating, but like if they asked me a question and I was just uncomfortable answering it because I had never been open about the question they were asking me in my life before, mm-hmm. I would lie. And I got caught in a couple of those lies. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. With like people I was dating or with friends, you know, and just like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Or getting caught and there's no bigger humiliation than getting caught in a genuine lie. Especially when you didn't need to be lying. Like, that's the biggest part. It's like, when I didn't have integrity, when my word didn't mean much, like, yeah, man, I said some things that I didn't mean a lot and for no good reason, you know, just because I was uncomfortable in a situation or I was uncomfortable being asked a question or I felt like that person asking me the question didn't have the right to ask that question or didn't, was digging too deep for like a first date. Yes. You know? It's like your word had no value, like what you were saying. And that makes you, that doesn't make you feel good because you were taught otherwise. No. And 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 it bred, honestly, what I learned from that was that it bred mistrust and the relationships in which I did lie, even when those lies were white lies and stupid. When they found out that they were lies and didn't understand why I would have done it in the first place, there was no trust there. Yeah. Right? Like, I own that. I own that wholeheartedly. There was no trust in my omissions. There was no trust in my white lies. And it bred, like, a really, really uncomfortable friendships, uncomfortable relationships where people just we were at each you. other's throats we were at each other's necks you know what i mean like you were seen from a different light and yes. you didn't like that light yes. you didn't like the shade of that light yes and then realizing that that's how you were perceived later in life you're like oh god like gross just gross and then at that point you're just like grasping at straws trying to like <laughs> how can i fix this now how do, you, how yeah, do, how do i, I pick claw up the my way back out yes absolutely exactly yeah so i mean you know for everyone else who's trying to relate to these stories, like we can only ever share our own personal perspective. Like we can only ever share our own personal experience. But again, integrity from a young age was like me cleaning the kitchen and cleaning the dishes. And my mother telling me, first of all, coming and ex- inspecting the dishes to make sure there weren't any crumbs or anything left over on them any spots, any sauces that were like too nitty gritty. You know what I mean? When you like give it some elbow (laughs) grease and it's like become one with the plate. So Uh you're like, 
forget this. And you just kind of, I'll just eat my sandwich on that and I won't even notice it's now part of the plate. (laughs) She would come and inspect and she would like throw the dishes back in that had little spots that I was too lazy to clean. And then me cleaning the dishes wasn't complete until like I then cleaned the sink and I then cleaned the counter and I cleaned the stove. I'm like, well, now I'm just cleaning the whole damn kitchen. But her point was like, you need to have pride in your work. Yes. You need to have pride in what you do. You don't leave a kitchen half clean. If you do the dishes, you clean the whole damn kitchen. And as like a 15-year-old kid, you're like, mom, oh my God, this is fucking awful. But now when I go to someone's house, you best believe the first thing I do is I get my ass in the fucking kitchen and I start cleaning, right? After dinner, like I'm doing the dishes. And when I'm done doing the dishes, I'm cleaning the sink. When I'm done cleaning the sink, I'm wiping the counters. And then I get to the stove. And that's just pride. And that has carried, look at us now, like look at us at work, right? Like the pride that we carry in the cleanliness of our facility. Like that's important to me. In the fact that there's no paint chips on the wall. In the fact that like the, you know, there's no dust underneath our furniture and by our equipment and dumbbell racks and around the kettlebells. Like, yes, there in the winter months, there isn't salt tracing all over the floor, you know? Yes, it's like, and that sounds like such a female thing for us to focus on, like the cleanly portion of the facility, but just in life, right? Like, in, in my vehicle, in my, in my facility, in my house, like, there's a certain level of pride now that I carry in my actions because of the bullshit I had to do as a young kid. And you don't understand that when you're doing it. And like, one day, honey, you'll thank me. One day, honey, you'll understand. Until I'm like in my bathroom, fucking naked and shivering, squeegeeing the bathroom (laughs) tile after my shower. And I'm like, oh my God, I turned into my mom. This is the one thing I hated doing. And now I'm like, well, I can't let mold build up in the shower. I have to make sure in between the tiles, I have to make sure it's clean. You know, those are the important things that mold us and build that integrity. Yes, yes. If it's one thing that your mom has taught me now through you there is a term that they go by in their household what it's is this? Uh, feng shui attack oh feng shui attack sometimes you lose some good soldiers in the feng shui attack <laughs> sometimes the feng shui attack gets so intense that you end up throwing out things you needed and then months later you're like ooh. That one, we lost that one in the feng shui. Yeah, but the feng shui (laughs) happens because everything around us, if for some reason something isn't organized or something isn't up to our standards, we just end up cleaning the entire space around us. And again, things get lost in the sauce. Oh my God. Listen, I have the best, like totally off topic, but I have the best feng shui story really quickly. (laughs) Is it about in here? No, no. This is literally like, this is my mom. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. Mom, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I'm telling everybody the secret. (laughs) She was so embarrassed for a long time, but- I was holding on to a friend's golf clubs. We were going golfing in the summer quite frequently, and I had his golf clubs in our shed. Okay. Probably like six months prior, she was very aware of whose golf clubs they were, the fact that we were kind of sharing them. We go to the driving range. Okay. And Okay. So in the feng shui attack, in the shed feng shui of like 2012, okay? Oh, no. Oh, no. The golf club somehow, without me noticing, got put to the side of the road because we don't need these. Whose are these? Why are they here? Oh, no. The cleansing was deep with her that day. Thank God. Thank God my neighbor, George, across the street saw these golf clubs and he's like, this is like a $2,500 set of golf clubs. Like, what is she doing over there? What is happening? He saw the driver. He saw the putter. He was like, damn, waddled over, grabbed them, and then waddled back. Thankfully, left them like kind of hanging off of his porch because I think he was going to like go through them. Yeah. In like three or four hours, I go outside and I see the golf clubs on George's porch. I come running in the house like, mom, what the fuck? Like, why did you give George the golf clubs? She's like, 
what do you mean, honey? Like so <laughs> out to lunch about it. What do you mean, honey? They were, I don't know who those golf clubs are. I just put them by the side of the road. Meanwhile, like imagine I just like my mom just threw out Buddy's golf clubs. Like sorry. in the feng shui mentality. That's it. That's ate it. you alive. Sometimes you lose some important things, man. So if anyone else has a mom or has themselves that do that, if you guys can relate in any way, shape, or form, I'm so sorry that you've lived through that because it was, oh my God, my mom, my poor mom was so mortified. But I have also been guilty many times. I throw things away that we need, but it is. It's just, it's taking pride in our work. It's taking pride in the fact that things aren't, right? Like I have good intentions behind it I'm sorry man but you'll let it build up you'll build up build up and then you're just like this all fucking has to go you just throw it all out and then Amanda's like so and now she just knows too she's like so um I'm looking for something and I'm afraid it got feng shui'd she straight up admits it. She has the integrity to be like, oh yeah, that was 100% me. Don't look at anyone else. I did it. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't know you need it. It just got, Get it on. was in my eyesight and it needed to go. Yeah. Here's the credit card. Get on Amazon. Order us another one. And again, there's integrity behind that, right? Like think of the episode of Friends where Monica has the closet full, <laughs> full Yeah. I just almost spit out my... My fresh squeezed pulped juice right there, yes. <laughs> she didn't have the integrity to just admit that she's flawed. And even though her house looks spotless with no speckle, not even like a flake of dust yeah. in the air, <laughs> she has a whole like closet. six by six closet. Where Richard might be hiding. Yeah, like yeah. again, going back to it, with my parents, with my mom, she's so anal about cleaning. And mind you, with my upbringing, my mom didn't believe in like a broom and a mop. Like she was... Head, oh, yeah. shoulders down, bum up in the air, like waddling the mop, like waddling the rag back and forth oh, yeah. on our hardwood and ceramic tile floor. Yeah. Up until I needed to start doing that. And I was like, uh, this whole like me bending over, blood rushing to my head is not happening for clean floors. Yeah, just not worth it. Just not worth it to us. The Valida mop and bucket came in real clutch. Yes. And uh, whenever people come over, they always compliment my mom on how spotless the house is. Yep. And my mom has the integrity and the confidence to be like, yeah, you think this is clean? And she takes them to the room, to our, we call it a junk room. It's not a drawer. It's a whole room downstairs that we use. For storage, my dad purposely custom built that room and the closet in it to hide all of our junk in there. Yeah. So, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But it's it's the confidence behind that. And my mom seems like a real person then too because now being in her 50s, being a lot older and more tired with so many more yeah. physical ailments, she isn't able to keep up as much as she used to. Granted, we aren't as dirty and for lack of better word as we used to be when we were well, younger you're you know, not like, kids now exactly through the house yeah you take your fucking shoes off <laughs> exactly but my mom no shame in her game man for those of you that know me and have been to my house you know what i'm talking about you yeah. know yeah it's the same thing like your mom absolutely and just for the record we have a monica's closet here in the shop yeah we do it's called our office. Yes. We always never wonder why the door is always closed when you come here. Or we like never when we walk open. out of the office, we don't crack it more than 40 <laughs> degrees. Because <laughs> we just slide our bodies out so you don't see it. It's because there's four women and all of our lunches and our coats and our prints. So the, the office is like our break room, our lunch room, our nap room. Our so it's office. Our, our kitchen, our bedroom, our <laughs> library, and our storage closet. And our storage <laughs> closet all at once. So just, you know, just every time you look around, you're like, wow, it's so nice in here. In the back of your head, just know that there is a Monica's closet behind you at all times. <laughs> we don't talk about it. Anyways, that's our take on, in, on um, integrity, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Keeping up with the theme, important qualities that powerful 
empowered women possess. Next week, we're going to talk about EQ. We're going to talk about emotional intelligence or uh, the emotional quotient, which is where the EQ abbreviation comes from. And that, if you don't know what an EQ is, it's your ability to control your emotions. It's uh, the ability to build stronger relationships, to um, manage uh, your own personal emotions, and to kind of like read the room and be sensitive to other people's emotions. I think it's maybe one of the top three important traits, I would say, if you asked me, because it does allow you, by possessing it and knowing how to kind of grow it, help you connect better with your own personal feelings and just be a better human being to everyone around you. To be able to express yourself. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So we are going to cover that next week and kind of give our take on it. I love it. All right. We'll talk to you guys then. Ciao for now.